All right, welcome back, tag later. So I just woke up and I don't even know what time or day it is, but it doesn't matter. I had the craziest realization last night. I think I know how to solve Black Lives Matter, or at least I know the critical crux of the problem here. And in my opinion, it is about equity. So equity is this really tricky word. It sounds like equality, but it is the furthest thing that you can get from equality actually. And because of equity, which is really reverse racism, it's code for that. You're getting people to have to pay for crimes that they never committed, right? You're telling people that they're racist and therefore they must pay for that racism through their future children's generations. Maybe their children cannot go to a school or cannot take a job because they have to give that opportunity to another more diverse candidate. It. And because you're asking somebody to pay for something that they did not, that they should not justifiably have to pay for, very few people are willing to do that, to pay for a crime that they did not commit simply based on the principle of it. And yet that is exactly what the Black Lives Matter community is asking people to be doing, to bend a knee to them, to give them privileges, job opportunities, money, free housing, free food, whatever it is. So here's the funny thing. If you were to go to Google Trends and look up the popularity of the search term equity, then you'll find that only recently has its usage really started to explode in popularity. And oftentimes people confuse that word equity with equality. Equality is totally fine. It's a great thing to have equality of opportunity, but equity is really about equality of outcome, which is really, it can only be enforced through active reverse racism against people. And it is, in my opinion, it's a very dirty code word. So when you compare that trend equity with the word diversity, diversity is pretty flat over the past five years and it is really equity that is causing so much problem. And the reason is because the diverse community, say Black Lives Matter community, they began pushing for more than fair share. So if you take a look at these words, diversity and equality, that's all fair. Everybody can agree on that. And historically, that's been a fine trend for many tech companies to have. They want to just get more people into tech. Then there's inclusion. Inclusion is really about, they say, you're not only being asked to the party, but you're being invited to dance at the party. So when you have diverse people in your company or your school, you really just welcome everybody in warmly. And that's fine too. And so it was just recently when equity came into the picture and became a very popular thing. And equity is what a lot of people, including myself, have a problem with. Now you may be thinking, well, come on, black people only make up such a small percentage of tech employees, say less than 5% or so. And why don't we just give it to them? Well, the reason that I'm against giving people anything is because unfortunately we don't work in a zero sum game here. When you give opportunity to one person, you are taking it away from somebody else. You effectively hurt other people who really worked very hard and may be much more deserving of an opportunity that you block from them simply based on skin color. Now, if this were not a zero sum game, if we could just hand out opportunities to diverse people and just give them free food, free candy, and nobody else gets hurt, then yeah, sure, just give it to people, right? Why not? I would love to give opportunities, jobs, money to everybody out there, but unfortunately, when you give it to one person, you have to take it away from somebody else. And when we're saying that we're going to reserve a certain percentage, even as low as 5% of our opportunities for people based on a certain skin color, ethnicity, gender, then that is saying that we're okay with say 5% of our system just not being fair and really hurting 5% of the people who are trying to apply to these opportunities. And since when is it okay to just hurt 5% of the people out there? Especially when it could be a life-changing opportunity. 
If you've seen the vice presidential debate, you know what really annoyed me about Kamala Harris was she was talking about all of her accomplishments as being the first woman who got into some Senate, the first colored black woman who managed to do something, thinking that these were her accomplishments. Whereas in fact, if you're to take a look, you'll see that Joe Biden already pre-pledged to select a female vice president and he would just exclude all males by default. You know, I have a career that included being elected the first woman district attorney of San Francisco. I was elected um, the first woman of color and black woman to be elected attorney general. And then of course now I serve in the United States Senate as only the second black woman ever elected. And so when Kamala Harris boasts about her achievements, especially as it relates to her gender, like let's say the first female vice president for Joe Biden, like he was going to pick a female anyways, it was going to be somebody. And so it wasn't really truly her achievement. And in my opinion, this is an absolutely disgusting message to send to our children to teach them that their identity makes them superior than other people in some way. Their gender, ethnicity, race, sexual disposition somehow makes them more superior and more qualified than another person. What happened to meritocracy? Well, it's pretty much going out the window. In fact, this election year, Californians are voting on Prop 16, which if it passes, is going to enable public institutions to discriminate against or grant preferential treatment based on race, sex, color, ethnicity, or national origin in public employment, public schools. And we're even seeing Lowell High School in San Francisco, they're considering they're going to just switch away from the merit selection process. And this is all in the push for more equity, diversity. And there's another article here where the San Francisco Unified School District is developing a new student assignment system for elementary schools in order to draw new boundaries, attendance areas that will be drawn to maximize diversity, which means that some areas will be oddly shaped. And you have to keep in mind, how do people define diversity? Is it through diversity of thought, social economic class, income class? Is it through the cultural backgrounds that they come with? And the answer is, well, no, it's not going to be based on any of that. Generally in the US, diversity means whether you're black or not. And if you're like a dark brown skinned colored person, you just get nothing, you get no benefits. And I wanted to show you some of these other pretty racist or sexist articles I've come across. On LinkedIn, for example, the other day, there was a post for a woman's recruitment drive. And this is quite common in which companies, they're just excluding broad categories of people based on these very shallow characteristics on gender. And yet you have to even wonder, how do you even define women? Right? Like let's say there's a woman who decided, let's say she's gay. Let's say she classifies herself as a man. Would she or rather would he be qualified for this? Well, who knows? I don't know. And vice versa. If a man classifies himself as female, I don't know what they would do. And we can see that these diversity programs, they continue with Google as well. The Google Step Student Training and Engineering Program, for example, it's an internship in which they really only want historically underrepresented people in tech. And if you go into their job descriptions, they clarify this to really mean women, black, Latinx, Hispanic, Native American students with disabilities and veterans. And the same thing again with the Google Bode Internship Program, same with Facebook University as well. But here, they're also looking for black hispanic native american students with disabilities and veterans and really what i wish people would realize is that many people out here who are not necessarily diverse also do not have privilege right like if you take a look at my family it was an immigrant family we came in we were poor and we really struggled we got nothing from the government nobody ever gave us anything and in fact you could say that americans have been quite racist against asian people as well and the fact is that many so-called non-diverse people have also faced a lot of unfair bias and discrimination in their lifetimes as well. And so if you were to ask me, I think that we do have some common ground here. We can all agree that unfair privilege exists. There are people who are being discriminated against 
and that's not right. And we should equalize across that. So I would say that we should equalize across opportunity. We all get that. We should have more diversity and inclusion. We should be welcoming of all people of all races and cultures and genders. And then if you want to push any further than that, at least the way I would do it is give additional privilege opportunities based on say social economic class, something that is a little bit deeper than just say skin color or gender and do away with those concepts that can inadvertently bring back reverse racism, sexism, or discrimination. And then one more thing, I remember I was once at Facebook diversity training and they were teaching us how to use all the proper pronouns and to not offend anybody, how to tiptoe on eggshells about everybody. And I just raised the question and said, why don't we just, like nobody's trying to offend anybody, right? You take a look at the intents behind people and people are just trying to be nice, right? Maybe they called you an incorrect pronoun. Why don't we teach forgiveness instead? Why don't we just assume positive intent? Assume people are just trying to be nice. Nobody's trying to be mean and to just teach our employees to chill, relax, don't be so easily offended because if even the slight misuse of a pronoun can offend somebody, then people are going to start getting hurt and offended all the time about every small little thing that's going on out there. Not to mention it would make it easier to work with people from other cultures, other countries internationally who may not be so well attuned to all the nuances of your particular language. So that'll do for me. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Let me know your thoughts too though. I'd love to read them in the comments below and I'll see you in the next one. Thanks, bye.